The following is a Mission Studios podcast. Warning. The following violates social protocol, political correctness, and common decency. We will not be held responsible for any resulting offense, outrage, or indigestion. It's Sunday. It's March 3rd. And I spent the last week about to bet it like Memphis 10 to get it, get it. I'm Jason. And I'm AC. And on this week's episode... We employ a double negative. We shake down children for their lunch money. We respond to some dick on iTunes. But we regret nothing in the process. So move up. Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for a tongue punch in the blue waffle. Ew. This is episode 23. reading in one of my favorite books keith richard's official biography life and uh after hold on on. i'm stuck you were actually reading a book yeah wow well i mean it's keith richards (laughs) and though i'm an atheist i have often said that uh i'm an atheist except where it comes to keith he is Mm -hmm. god fair enough now like I've, I've read the book through several times, so now I'm sort of at that point where I, I, I take the same approach to that book as I do to, the, or as I guess as most Christians do to the Bible. I just sort of go back, I cherry pick the things that make me feel good, ignoring all context. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite quotes from Keith was uh, somebody asking him about, you know, the, the life he's lived, his troubles with drugs, with the brushes with the law, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, do you have any regrets? And his response, I thought, was very poetic. (laughs) I don't regret nothing. (laughs) Oh, drive me nuts. Okay. So, keeping that in mind, I was reading this article on, the fuck is it, wanderlustworker.com. And it's six reasons why you should never regret your decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... Without boring everybody by reading through this fucking unnecessarily verbose article, I thought we'd just skim over the highlights and fill in the blanks with our own more interesting thoughts. So read the headlines and just give our take on it? Yeah, exactly. Sweet. I don't give a shit what this guy thinks. I only give a shit what I think. Yeah. (laughs) So I give a shit what you think, because if I don't, you'll beat me up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number one. Failure builds character. Really? Failure builds failure. <laughs> How the hell do you get character out of failure? If you fail, you just stop doing it and you become a fucking weenie. <laughs> Don't be a weenie, folks. Yeah. And if you're going to be a weenie, be a fucking Oscar Mayer weenie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to be a weenie. Right. I'm not sure if I agree with this point or not. Well, it, 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 to me, amplifies that you have to fail at something. But if you just don't do something correctly, but you continue doing it, eventually you'll get it. So you won't actually fail. You'll just learn 99 ways not to build a light bulb. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think, I guess ultimately it comes down to like how we're defining failure. Right. Having skimmed this article, I think that like how this guy is defining failure is... In a way where it's, okay, I have set out to achieve a specific task. Right. And I have chosen a specific approach to achieve that goal. If that specific approach doesn't work, 
then that's what this guy would classify as a failure. The way I would define failure would be different than that. Mm -hmm. Me also. But I think following his theme, if it's a case of you're just learning to deal, he says failure builds character. I would say, I would agree with that if it was worded more along the lines of feeling the sting of defeat certainly builds character. You know, you feel defeated if it's a case of, okay, well, I thought that this series of steps would work to accomplish my goal. Turns out they did not. Mm -hmm. I don't like the feeling of having not succeeded with my chosen plan. Um, Learning how to pick yourself up and move on and retool the plan and attack the goal from a different angle, that certainly is a character-building exercise. Right. But did you really fail? I personally would say not according to the way I would define failure. I don't right. think you fail until you've given up. Right. And As then if you give up too much, then you get that defeatist attitude where you can't finish anything. So that, in my opinion, is a failure. Yeah. But if it's just a case of failed to achieve the objective in this particular way. Right. That's not failure. That's just trial and error. Yeah. So I, I don't know necessarily that failure does build character because failure, I think, is pretty much the end of character mm-hmm. uh, unless your character is just to be a fucking sad sack defeatist fucking prick right you have a defeatist character about you then everything's bad and yeah yeah maybe a better way to to look at it would be like failure exposes character yeah it's not def- it's not defining or building it right? i totally agree with you if failure exposes character, because if you fail and go on, it shows your strength of character. If you fail and let it defeat you and become a defeatist attitude for the rest of your life, then it shows your, your lack of character. Okay, so the writer here is zero for one. Fuck him. Yep. Number two. It's better to try and fail than to never try at all. Hmm. I'm not even really sure how to respond to that, because it just seems like a meaningless word salad to me. Well, if you're not, if you're going to try... And you know you're going to fail. Why would you try it in the first place? If it's better to try and fail than to never try at all. I think if you're like actually trying, failure is not an option. Right. So like if you like give it some half-ass little go and it doesn't work out, I would say that you never actually really tried to begin with. I would agree. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm trying this kind of potato salad and I don't like it. Therefore, I'm done. It's way different. If you're trying something, then you, your goal is to succeed at it. And if you're truly trying, then you won't stop. You will continue until you get it. You know, if I'm going to try to look at this from an, an, another angle, um, I, I think, like, if I gave something my all, and maybe it's just a case of the goal I set for myself was just beyond my reach for whatever the reasons are, mm-hmm. but I've given it my absolute best, and despite my best efforts, I haven't been able to achieve the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I would rather look back and say, you know what? I fucking tried my best and didn't do it than to look back and say, I never even tried to do it. Because, you know, I don't regret the decisions I've made in life as far as like the things I've done, the things I've said for the most part. Mm-hmm. What I do regret is those times where I didn't even fucking try so, I don't know, maybe I, I'm thumbs in the middle on this one. I, I think that depending on how you interpret it, it could work. Mm-hmm. So, with that example you gave, so you trying, you gave it your best, 
but it was it was a hefty goal that that you physically couldn't meet. You wanted to bench four hundred and sixty pounds, and you can only bench three twenty. Sure. Are you better because you tried, or was it just another great experience? I honestly think that in in this situation, I think I'm better for having tried. Fair enough. But I, I, again, I don't know if this is a case of I'm better for having put in the effort, or if the effort just exposes the type of person I already was the whole time. Maybe it, maybe. It is better to try and not meet your expectations. I don't agree with the fail part. Right. It's better to try and meet your expectations because then it exposes your true character, like we talked about earlier. Sure. So then you feel better because, well, that's just another part of you that with time you could probably get better at. And at least now you know either way. So if I was going to reword this so that it doesn't sound stupid, it'd be like it's it's better to do something than to think about doing something and not actually get off your ass. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily fail. You did your best, so you accomplished something. Uh, number three, you'll ultimately foster the art of self-forgiveness. So without getting too deep into the <laughs> shit abyss of this guy's fucking idiotic ramblings. And you know I could go down this fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> well, it's the thing, I mean, this is one headline where I think it's kind of difficult to like get to the point of it without at least hinting at what this guy's point was. And ultimately what I'm taking out of this is that, you know, if you try things and you, you know, fail at them according to the way he's obviously defining them, mm -hmm. you're either going to like just give up on you or you're going to learn how to tell yourself, you know what, it's okay. At least you tried, you know, you don't need to, I don't need to beat myself up over this. You know, I can, I don't know, maybe it is more obvious than I was giving it credit for. See, I see in my opinion, what this is, is as long as you do things to your best and you're happy with them, you eventually will understand that you're always going to give it your best. So there's really no need for self-forgiveness because everything you do is at your best. Yeah, I, th I think that's fair. Yeah. Because I don't know, again, I think like if you're the type of person who needs to like learn or develop the art of self-forgiveness, I think there's like a bigger underlying problem than whether or not you've uh, succeeded or failed including 15 years of counseling <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is one where i would really like to hear from the listeners like not not just point number three but really like any of these if you've got any thoughts or stories highlighting your take on the matter like... okay so number four you will come to the realization that there is a reason for everything bullshit <clears throat> Sorry, was that out loud? <laughs> yeah, it was really fucking loud. What the fuck does that mean? There's a reason for everything? Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with the way he put it, but I do think that there's a cause and effect for everything we do. I don't think the universe has some plan for us. No. But yeah, every action has a reaction. That's just basic science. Or every action has a um, character development in it, we'll say. You know, whether your character goes to shit or goes up, it's depending on which route you're taking. But, you know, there's a reason everything's happening in the sense that, you know, eventually within you, you're going to become whoever you're going to become. I don't know. I, this is another one of those ones where in order for me to, like, at all agree with it, mm -hmm. a rewrite would be necessary. I think that, like, a more realistic take on this would be you will come to the realization that everything is the result of something. 
I don't think there's necessarily a reason for things in this sense. Or a natural consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no deep cosmic force behind this. I, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just splitting hairs because that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number five. It helps you to better determine what you really want out of life. What helps me determine that? Failure. Really? So, short of, yeah, I understand I don't want to be a loser for the rest of my life. What the fuck else am I going to get out of it? <laughs> I'm going to realize I'm a fucking failure. Uh, that's not making me realize anything I want out of life. It's making me realize what I didn't want out of life. Like, I, I know we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. I get that, but I mean, like, I don't know that this really has any bearing on helping me see what I want out of life. No. Because for for me, the, I think the, the, the biggest driving force behind figuring out, like, what I actually want out of life is if I set a goal and I achieve it and the whole achievement rings hollow, mm-hmm. I realize that that's a thing I didn't actually want. So technically that was a success because I achieved the goal. Right. But ultimately it just like, I didn't know what I want. I only mm-hmm. figured out what I didn't want through getting what I thought I wanted. Right. I think it's, I think a real life example for this to prove this wrong actually okay. is you have people, contestants that are going on to like the X factor and all those big shows that want to be singers. Mm-hmm. They want to be singers before they go on. And even if they're voted off, most of them try again to come back next year. Okay. So they still know they want to be a singer, but because they failed at their audition, that didn't make them want to be a singer anymore. That just showed them that they were right in the first place. They wanted to be a singer. Yeah, and fuck you for telling me I shouldn't be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, the more we go through this list, the more I'm starting to think... (laughs) It's like that fucking stupid religious list we did in fucking five and six. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like this guy is trying to rom- romanticize failure, and like I don't really see it that way. I, I think like ultimately, I don't like the way he appears to be defining failure. No, and also I don't really like what he thinks he's learning from this failure. All he's doing is learning how to put it into a book and scam people out of money. <laughs> hmm. And we're only halfway through the fucking list. No, that was number five. There's only six fucking points. Oh, I thought there was ten. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, you did say six. Yeah, this will be over a lot sooner than we were expecting it to be, which is great because this is starting to hurt. Yeah. All right, so number six. The more times you fail, the more chances you have to succeed. That's hardly profound. That's hardly a correct statement. <laughs> The more times you fail, the more chances you have to succeed. I would say that you have as many chances to succeed as you have, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not you fail. If you do it right the first time, you won't fucking you don't need fucking more chances to fail. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's a total ass because his 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 objective is like totally thrown out the window. I think the more times you fail, the more chances you have to think about what a fuck up you are. <laughs> yeah, the more chance, the more you fail, the more you realize you want to do something else. <laughs> yeah, I think if you want to like improve your chances of success, read a book. Read several books. Read all the books. <laughs> yeah. You know, think think about like what is your goal. Think about like what the steps are to get there. Spend some time educating yourself. 
developing the skills is going to take to achieve each individual step towards the goal. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a reasonably decent chance of success, I would think. But simply failing a whole bunch of times, like, I don't know. I think if I fail 10 times, there was 10 chances to feel like a fucking moron, where if I just succeeded once, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather celebrate a success than, you know, wow, I fucked up like 92 times already. This is going great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy might want to think about how he measures success. Like, Jesus Christ, like, I didn't find her G-spot again. I'm a great lover. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll get it. Next time I'll get it. Seriously. Sorry, you can't measure success with a fucking tape measure, you fucking moron. <laughs> so the number one way to guarantee success is don't listen to your fucking friends on the internet. Yeah, I would agree with that. Do research. Lots of it. Yep. <laughs> Don't believe what you see on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, so we sort of touched on it a little bit at the beginning because I think it was hard to get through that list without um, at least touching on how we define success or failure. Mm -hmm. I think we had a reasonable idea just based on this guy's take of things, like how he defines failure. I think that his approach to failure is stupid. I think the lessons he tries to learn from the regret surrounding the failure is just as stupid. Well, they're 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 definitely misleading. Like ultimately for me, I feel like I have failed when one of two things has happened. Either I haven't put in the amount of effort that I'm capable of. So you're deliberately sabotaging yourself subconsciously. Or if I put in a decent amount of effort, but then give up as soon as I don't have immediate success. Right. Which is a big problem in today's society, instant gratification, right? So, yeah, like, I, would you define failure any differently, or is there anything you would add or take away from that? The, the one thing I would want to add is, in my opinion, from what I've read and what I see, and not because I want to pick on people, but the younger generation doing is setting themselves up for failure. They take on tasks that are way too fucking big and then feel fucking butthurt when it doesn't work. They don't take small enough steps and walk up the staircase to get to the top. They expect to take three steps when there's 42 steps and be at the top. Well, I, I guess it all comes down to like the kind of expectations they have, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you see like these YouTube sensations they'll like become overnight uh, music stars, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, going back to the words of God, Keith Richards, you know, somebody interviewed him years ago and asked him, you know, what advice would you give to a, a young upstarting musician who's hoping to achieve your level of fame? And his advice was pretty simple. Try starving. Hmm. You know, because unless you've like, felt the sting associated with doing the steps, with doing the fucking hard work. There's not really anything that's going to challenge you and cause you to strengthen and, and, and grow. It's not necessarily like feeling the sting of the feet, but feeling the work involved with success. Mm-hmm. It, it's a necessary component. I mean, when it's a case of, okay, I tried a thing and it worked. Cool, I succeeded. Well, no, you just got lucky. I would rather feel the muscle cramp of success than the sting of failure. Well, at the end of the day, you know, like, uh, what's his name there? Jesse James from Monster Garage. Mm-hmm. 
one of my favorite things that he ever said, nothing worth doing is easy. Yep. So that sort of takes us into the flip side of this whole equation. How, how would you define success? Anything you do that you get true personal fulfillment from. Okay. You know, for, for lots of people, there's money. There's, you know, my, I consider myself very successful because I look at my life from where I was to where I am now. And 25 years ago, I should have died or been in jail. But I have two amazing people that I've brought up on my own. I have great friends like yourself. I live in a warm house and I pay my rent on time and I have hydro. I take my breath tomorrow. I'm successful. I don't, I don't measure my own success uh, in terms of like a score sheet either, where it's a case of, okay, well, these are how many tasks I've successfully completed versus these are how many tasks I have not successfully completed. You mean like keeping up with the Joneses kind of scenario? Well, no, no. I mean like a personal score sheet okay, where it's a case enough. of I set out to achieve this goal and I did, so it's a success, or I set out to achieve this goal and I didn't, therefore I'm a failure. Like I don't look at life that way. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like, what you take out of a situation isn't what you thought you were pursuing. You know, like, using this podcast as an example, you and I came into this whole thing, and it it would have been really easy to say, okay, our goal is by the end of the first year, we want to have 100,000 listeners, we want to be able to quit our jobs, and live entirely off the proceeds of this show. Okay, like that we, we, nice. <laughs> we, we, yes, it would be nice. www.patreon.com slash missionary pod. Anyways, <laughs> but we, I, I don't want to like say too much about what the goals were for this show going in, but we did have a, 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 a small laundry list of goals that we wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. What we didn't expect was the byproduct of us doing this show is that our friendship was strengthened as much as it was mm-hmm. that we've learned new communication techniques with each other that we don't really fight with each other anymore that we've become very very passionate about discussing what we've learned in our friendship with everybody that crosses paths with us right and just when we thought we couldn't get any tighter yeah there's like a million and one things that we've taken out of this that we didn't think we were going to take out of it but none of these things would have come our way had we not aimed ourselves in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like in, in the sense of achieving the task, yeah, maybe you could say we failed at that, but as far as personal success, I, I, I measure personal success in two ways. One is, did I do the best I could with the tools that were available to me? Mm-hmm. And I would say as far as like using this podcast still as an example Yes. Is this the best show available? No. Did we do the best possible every step of the way to produce the best content to the best of our satisfaction, to the best of our abilities? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's success. The other thing is, uh, I measure success in terms of, am I actually content with where I am at? Whether that be financially, whether that be romantically, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Am I content with my position in life? And if I am, it's irrelevant what the fucking Joneses are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not competing with them. I'm not even necessarily competing with myself. 
success for me is like, do I feel okay? If the answer is yes, well then fuck yeah, I win. See, in, 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 in that one, my, my opinion is a little bit different because when I feel content, okay, my big thing is increasing my mind capacity, learning, um, becoming uh, more intellectual, I guess. Not that I'm like super intellectual, but... I would agree with that. Reading books, psychology, that kind of stuff, growing my mind. I find if I become okay with where I'm at and I don't want to thrive to get more, I would think I'm failing. Because the second I settle, then... Well, I'm giving up on myself. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. So you always want to be hungry for a little bit more. Right. Yeah, that's, I guess, a component that I hadn't really considered, because I, yeah. Yeah, because, and... and, and I'm, I'm not content to just stop. The reason I bring that up is because I've seen you, and you're not content just being, like, if you want a million dollars tomorrow and you could live free for the rest of your life, you would not be content just sitting at home fucking with your money. You would need to be doing something. That's why I'm a little bit challenging you on that content situation. No, I, I hadn't actually thought about that, and I certainly didn't articulate it, but now that you say it out loud, yeah, that's absolutely true, and I 100% agree with that. Have you read anything about that school in, I think it was in Rhode Island, where they had, like, the students' lunch debt got turned over to a collection agency <laughs> yep yeah like i don't know all the ins and outs of the story because it's too fucking lazy to read it okay but i read the headline and that was enough for me to develop a very very heated opinion of the whole situation <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna do that thing that i'm always telling everybody else not to do i'm gonna react without knowing the facts okay so you're going in unvetted we haven't done that since episode one <laughs> yeah Based on the headline alone, I mean, I really have a problem with this idea of basically telling people that can't afford to pay for their fucking school lunches, look, like, we realize you're poor, we realize that you've been eating here for free, we realize that you probably need the food, and we realize you couldn't afford it, otherwise you probably would have paid for it, but fuck you, the money's ours, and we're coming for it, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, like, just before we carry on, put you on pause, sorry... You live in Canada. I live in the U.S. I don't know how school lunches, like if there is a subsidized lunch program in Canadian schools, but like at least in Washington State where I live, like school lunches are fucking cheap, like really, really cheap. Mm -hmm. Like a kid can go and like eat like a good lunch for like 50 fucking cents. Right. So, I mean, if you got an unpaid lunch debt, like this is a family that literally doesn't have two fucking quarters to rub together. Mm-hmm. Anyways, carry on. Um, so I did research it a bit, and it is about an American school. Okay. But what was happening is it, it wasn't part of the free lunch program. It wasn't part of the subsidized lunch program. In this specific school, there is a subsidized lunch program, and you have to fill out an application, and you go in and you get, like I guess it's like a card or something, and you go in and you get your card punched for your free lunches. Okay. These were kids that were running tabs from families who could afford to buy it that didn't go through the application process. So they didn't even try to get it. And they amassed $46,000 in debt that the school had to put out to buy the food. So they shelled out that $46,000 debt and the collection agency is going after the families. And each family is sitting at about, I think, I think it was like $35 means average that okay. they owe. So 
these kids aren't part of the school free lunch program, and they could have, if they were short on income, they could have gone into the school, did the application, and, and gone for the oh, program. These were kids that didn't qualify because the parents had some money. Or they decided to use the lunch money for smokes instead or something. Could they have handled it a little different way? What can they do to, to make this so it's not a situation in the future? Like, sending it to a fucking collection agency really is kind of shitty. Really, I, I think it's like, okay, so now I'm now I'm kind of annoyed for a different reason. I started off outraged because I did a stupid thing. I reacted to a headline. We're still dealing with children, right? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do these children who are immature and don't really understand the way things are, why do they have access to credit then? Exactly. So That's we're, the we're, we're, we're dumping a grown-up responsibility on a fucking child and expecting them to handle the responsibility in a grown-up way. Right. And I think it was like 70% of these parents didn't even get notices that there was a debt. Okay, Until so basically, the collection agency sent them a letter. So you could be like sitting at home, minding your own business, and then like the mailman comes, you get this letter saying, hey, your asshole kid's been running up a fucking tab. Now your credit is jeopardized because this little prick didn't pay. We didn't communicate anything to you because fuck you and fuck your asshole kid. But now you owe us all this money and you can't take it up with the school. Now you're dealing with a fucking collection agency, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, to me, sounds entirely shitty. Yeah. Either way you look at it, it, it is shitty. You know, okay, so why don't you just supplement that and put it in with the Kids Who Can't Afford Lunches program and subsidize it? It would at least, at nothing else, reduce the debt. Well, like my kid, you know, when he goes and the way it works is we pay online into the school's cafeteria program, whatever. And like, say we dump like five bucks into the the kid's account mm-hmm. and at 50 cent lunches. I mean, that's like 10 lunches paid for, right? Right. But it's all controlled. It's not like the kid's really ever in a position where he's got to run a tab. I mean, of course, they're not going to deny him food. But if he goes and takes a lunch and we've forgotten to top up his account, we get an email immediately saying that we were running a negative balance, right? I mean, the right. communication is right there. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like, you know, to run up an average debt of 35 bucks. I mean, if I was going to get hit out of the blue with this, it's irrelevant whether or not I can afford 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't like being surprised that I owe money for anything. Especially something you had no fucking clue about. Yeah, because, I mean, anything else where I'm running up a debt or the kids are costing me money, there's a fucking monthly bill that comes in. Like, I'm aware of what's going in, or I've signed a contract, or I've made an agreement, but there's some knowledge I have of the fact that my money's getting spent, when it's getting spent, how it's getting spent. I know what I owe, and I know to who. Mm -hmm. If I were to get a collection letter for literally anything out of the blue, just as a surprise, Mm -hmm. I'd be fucking livid. Well, the other question is, why didn't they, in the beginning, when the kid took the credit for the first one, have letters made up to send home? Or emails. They've got everybody's email address these days. It's part of the school situation. You have to give your fucking email. Why wasn't an email sent out? Your son used a 50-cent credit. Are you okay with a credit being used? Or do you want him to have lunches? Are you supplying a lunch and he shouldn't get one? You know, Or even if it's just whatever. a case of, look, we noticed that your child you know, came in to eat don't know if you're aware of this but you know we've got this program available blah 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 you could apply for subsidies you can apply apply for free lunch whatever the case may be mm-hmm. you know like that's not like asking people about their business that's just saying hey like this is available if you need it do you want an option if you don't need it then at least you've got like a 
like uh, some sort of incentive to go talk to your kid and say, "Hey, Johnny, like, what the fuck? Right? Like, I give you lunch money. What the fuck did you spend it on? Or do you need lunch money? Or why are you charging a lunch when I packed you one in the fucking bag? Like, what the f- like? There's so many questions you could ask and should ask if you know that there is occasion to ask. Right. But if you don't even know, and then all of a sudden you get a letter from a credit bureau. Well, even if your credit card gets stolen. Yeah, and you I, rack up, you, you know, identity theft. You you can still get out of it because you didn't know somebody. It's it's a it's a fraudulent act. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like any scenario where getting surprised with a letter from a uh, a collection agency would be like justifiable. Well, maybe if you had like a credit outstanding for a cable company or something like 15 years ago and you didn't know it. And well, that's the thing. But I mean, like, that's not like a common thing. No. Certainly, I, I certainly would never be surprised by any organizations that I'm currently dealing with. Mm-hmm. And if I was hit with, like, I don't know, I'm of the mind that you send somebody a bill before you send somebody to collections. Right. I, I don't know, like, again, I'm going strictly off the headline. I don't know what steps the school took, if any. Mm-hmm. You read the article, right? Well, they didn't go into any detail about any other steps. They just said it went to collections. Okay. So I'm presuming, because there was no information there, that they didn't send letters home, or some, or some parent would have said, no, no. I got a letter. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, if anybody knows, like, anything about this, again, feel free to, like, weigh in, send us a message, whatever. Like, if there's details we're missing, I mean... And the other thing is, it was on Fox News. It was on one of the Fox News sites. So, yeah, there's probably information that we're missing. (laughs) If we're going over a fucking Fox News article again, we got to really start digging a little deeper in our shit. Well, it was elsewhere as well, but the one that I happened to bring up was... But, I mean, like, I, I ideally, I mean, if, like, anybody knows somebody or is somebody within the school district in question, like, I would like to hear it from the horse's mouth, like, what the fuck's going on? Because, like, I can't speak for Jason, but I don't like looking or sounding stupid all the time. But they understand that you do do it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Highbrow, lowbrow. So I, I found it kind of funny earlier today when you, you gave me a call just to sort of touch base and kick around some show ideas. Right. Um, one of those experiences where, you know, timing of something is just kind of like weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about like how people just jump to conclusions so easily sometimes. Right. And then you got an alert or whatever the fuck it was on, on your computer and you had an interesting piece of listener feedback yeah which made me want to delve into more and see where else we got feedback from (laughs) (laughs) well like before we like jump completely feet first into the abyss of what everybody had to say why don't we talk a little bit about um this first person who had something to say who by no means will remain anonymous here right she she wanted to share our name around so we can share hers too. I think yeah. that's fair. Well, I think it was nice of her to do some advertising for us, so hey, why can't we give Joanne Alvarez the exact same contribution? There's no bad publicity, even right. if you're a moron who jumps to conclusions. Yep. And whether or not the conclusion is justified is irrelevant. You know, you slam somebody because you think something? Really? Like, no conversation, no asking, no no prelude to, hey, you know, I tried to talk to you, you're an asshole. 
No, there was <laughs> fucking none of that. It was retarded. So really how the whole thing started was I came across a, uh, it was an auto financing ad. And there was a little blurb underneath the video that said First Nations discounts available. So I didn't actually look at the ad because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really trying to attach any like personal opinion to sharing the ad. I just shared it on our Facebook page with the caption that said, racist discounts available. Right. Now, whether or not I have a problem with that had nothing to do with what I posted. It was just a case of, okay, we're identifying a racial group and we're offering them a discount based on membership in that group right (laughs) so did you want to read her uh comment on that all right looking at their website they have other discounts i think what they're doing is to give a special discount to a specific race and that's nothing illegal or wrong because they didn't create that ad with racism in mind all you need to do is look at the bigger picture instead of assuming something negatively that the public doesn't need in this Already dim-lit world. Be the bigger person. No, just a note. That on itself is an okay comment. It starts something going from it. It's not saying somebody something or anything. Maybe you looked at the ad wrong. That's cool. I didn't see anything wrong with that. No, I, I actually, like, when I read that comment, I, I thought, well, that's actually fantastic feedback. Right. I've got zero problem with, well, I can't say zero problem. i got a very, very little problem with that in and of itself. Mm-hmm. The problem I have was not so much um, that this person had an opinion about what I posted. The problem I had was that I, she short, she sort of called me out for jumping to a negative conclusion, but her feeling the need to call me out in that way was based on a negative conclusion she had drawn about me. I mean, if that's not the fucking definition of irony, I don't know what is right on, on nothing. There was no other comments. There was nothing to pull this out of. It's not like she was listening to an episode. She, from her comments, she probably doesn't even realize there's a fucking show. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, like, anybody who's listened to, like, our episodes, I would hope, would come away with the understanding that, like, we're not prone to just jump to conclusions. Right. We try to hammer things out. Sometimes, you know, we come into doing a show with certain opinions, and by the time we have the discussion, we've abandoned some or all of those opinions. Right. Or they've changed a bit in somehow. Because we're open-minded people. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, her feeding back, I mean, cool. I would have appreciated being asked, like, hey, why are you sharing this, or what do you mean by this, or something along those lines. But Mm -hmm. that didn't happen, and that's fine. That's not how most people communicate. Right. Whatever. I mean, but to screenshot the, the post that we had made... (laughs) and then share it in other places captioning it saying that you know we're using our influence to basically like smear somebody's advertising campaign you want me to read exactly what she said just so everybody knows yeah when a page uses its influence to twist an ad just because they don't understand it shame okay (laughs) well a couple things i can't say whether or not i understood the ad because i honestly didn't read it didn't watch it like i don't know anything about it other than the clickbait blurb that they put at the bottom of their own facebook post okay i'm completely ignorant of the ad's substance Mm -hmm. so whatever 
the other thing is that our influence is laughably small. Right. We don't really have much reach. We don't have any reach. We don't have any influence. I mean, you're talking about a couple of fucking Z-grade celebrities. We occasionally try to post thought-provoking things or funny things or sometimes just stupid things for the purpose of entertaining. Yeah. If you don't get that, then, you know, shame. (laughs) (laughs) But in in all seriousness, Joanne, thank you for the feedback. And um, you did make some points that gave us pause to think about what you had to say. I, for myself, having uh, being the guilty party, if you want to call it, that made the post, you know, I have thought about how some of my words might be received. Gave us something good to think on, and unlike some people, we're willing to open our mind and think outside the box and see when somebody's coming at us and use it as a learning tool rather than propagate your own hate. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so you had said that this little bit of feedback had caused you to look for other feedback in other sources. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I have never looked at the iTunes information that we get from, from submitting to iTunes. Right. So I went on a search after seeing this <laughs> and, and I actually found our, our iTunes presence <laughs> and it was quite interesting. First of all, one thing I was really surprised in, they get like on Stitcher, Right. We have, when it first comes up, you only get like six, and then you got to show more. Six what? Um, shows. And well, then like you show more. you mean? Yeah. Okay. And then you do show more, and it will show you more, and then... But on here, all 21, all 20 episodes, because number one isn't there, right. are like in one panel. And it does say a red E for explicit on every single one. Correct. So, I was going through them, and I thought, oh... Well, I wonder if there's any comments. And comments are usually at the bottom. So I scrolled down and I found three comments. Okay. So, <laughs> the first one I actually think is quite funny. Hate gay people, trans people, and people of color? <laughs> then this is the podcast for you. Seriously, not worth it. This podcast is just gross and not in a funny or entertaining way. <laughs> well, you know, I can handle being told that I'm not funny or entertaining. Mm-hmm. Because whatever. Everybody has their own opinion, right? Sure. Yep. To say that we're racist or that we don't like gay or trans people. (laughs) That's incredibly fucking dumb. Absolutely. Anything stupid that we've said on the show, I think, has been well justified with the context. Anybody who's listened to a single fucking episode would understand that we actually explain ourselves when we say things that we know are going to offend some people. And we don't restrict our humor. No, we absolutely don't. In fact, we covered that in one of our earliest episodes mm-hmm. about like why we think it's okay to make certain types of jokes. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back, I can't remember which episode that was, but you know, I'm assuming this person is never going to listen to anything that we have to say anyways. Right. But, I mean, for anybody else who's followed the show from the beginning, you know where we're at, you know where we're coming from. And if you've got a problem with our justifications for the type of humor we use, as always, there's an open invitation for you guys to feed back in a way that's actually productive. Mm-hmm. Doing a drive-by comment on an iTunes rating, like, yeah, you're obviously well within your rights to do so, but ultimately it does nothing to further the conversation. Absolutely. 
It just shows ignorance. And, you know, I, another point that has been mentioned many, many, many times throughout the show is that both of us are what would be considered visible minorities. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes us. <laughs> so you've got a black foot, and that's not to say that he's got gangrene in his foot, but he's or a, that black, I don't shower. A, a, a blackfoot Indian and a mulatto having conversations that at times will poke fun at race just because we don't receive racist humor that's pitched in good intent badly. Right. We ultimately have preached from the beginning that offense is taken, it's not given. Mm-hmm. So if you choose to get your little panties in a bunch, fuck you, I don't really care. Right, well, and the kicker of this, the reason I, I mentioned the little red square with the E in it, because the very last line of his comment says... Also, not clean, even though it's marked that way. You know... What does the, explicit mean? Like, do I have it? <laughs> no, we, we did mark the... Sh- every episode of the show is marked with the explicit tag just because I don't want somebody like this person to come along and say, well, I was expecting clean humor and that's not what I found. Hmm. Well, we fucking swear... We talk. We fucking swear. Yeah, <laughs> I chose those words carefully. Mm-hmm. We fucking swear. We talk shit about anything, everything, and everybody. But we do so for good reason. Yep. And if you want to know what those reasons are, listen to any of the shitty comments that we make in any of the shitty segments we record on any of the shitty episodes that have been uploaded, and just take the comments in context. If you still got a problem with them reach out to us. We're easy to find. Mm-hmm. We're willing to have an open dialogue with you. We'll even have you on the fucking show if you th- want to call us out in public. Not a problem. Absolutely. We're, we're easy to find. Yeah. I'll bear anybody. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the second comment. This is still on iTunes? This is still on iTunes. Okay. This is a waste of internet data space. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we, and we've never argued the fact. We've never said that this show is fantastic. We've always said you guys are stupid for listening to this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another pointless dudes talking about stuff show. That's the whole fucking purpose of the show. That's the whole purpose of any fucking show. Only thing difference is he categorized it to two guys instead of a guy and a girl. Well, watch CNN. I mean, like, watch anything. Listen to anything. Ultimately, like, if, if you don't like talk shows, mm-hmm. maybe... People talking isn't for you. And a podcast? It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. It doesn't matter where you find the podcast. It's either one person talking, two people talking, or a panel. It's a conversation of some kind. It's people talking about stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like, if if anybody doesn't like the stuff we talk about, we're not industry professionals in the world of, like, the spoken media. Yeah, we're not NBC. We're a couple of guys with like a hundred bucks worth of recording equipment putting out a show that's free to listen to or free to scroll past. Yeah. We don't expect anything out of anybody. We don't think we're miracle workers. We just talk about shit that's interesting to us. And if people like it, that's cool. Okay. So did this so blowhard have anything more to say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They don't seem to actually know anything about what they're talking about which is self-proclamation. Of course, we say that. We're not experts on anything. We're just talking about shit we talk about. Figuring it out together, having a conversation, trying to figure things out, inviting you guys to listen in on the process. 
Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Okay. They bring nothing new to the table in the content. Okay. How do we bring nothing new to the table? Like, I'm not saying, like, we're fucking wizards and we're talking about nothing, but every show has to regurgitate to some point what everybody else does, just with a different spin. Well, there's that old cliche saying, there's nothing new under the sun. This, right. this show is no fucking different. No. We're offering, I think, our unique combination of perspectives. Right. No, the subject matter is nothing new. Mm-hmm. But, the way uh, we look at it is new because we think differently than everybody else and everybody else thinks differently than us. And the reality is you might know a thousand people that are having the same fucking thoughts that we have. We mm-hmm. don't know those people. As far as we know, in our circle, we're the only people we know that are doing this particular thing. Well, that's not fair. There's only four people in our circle. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like ultimately, like if it's not your thing, well, it's not your thing. That's fine. You found one more show you didn't like. Too fucking bad. Right. Okay, so I'm going to preempt this next part of his comment because I have to say, when I listen to us, okay. I'm not overly happy with my voice. Neither okay? am I. But when I listen to you... The depth and richness that comes out of your voice when you talk to me is like radio announcer quality. That That's my opinion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so rather than just say what he did and leave it alone, mm-hmm. he, had to add, he had to add, AC's voice is also grating to the ears. So I suggest steering clear if you're looking for something unique and interesting to listen to. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so he doesn't like the sound of my voice? I think he got us. Is it a he or she? Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. It's a they. Marvin, so I'm going to say a he. Okay, well, if my voice is grating, that's fine. I don't often like the sound of my own voice either. Mm -hmm. So I guess we have something we agree on, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin the robot. Well, that says a lot for his fucking character. Do you think he's an actual robot? (laughs) I think his girlfriend's probably a fucking robot because then she can't say no. You know those (laughs) new rubber ones that they're inventing? (laughs) Ew. Okay, so the last comment was actually a five-star rating. Okay. Like, holy shit. I read these two and I thought, well, that's interesting. Everybody hates us. That's okay. Because we don't Shame. Always, we don't always like ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we don't always like ourselves either, so I guess we're in the same box they are. Right. Great listen. Five-star rating. These guys are hilarious. So glad I can add them to my atheist podcast list. Keep it up, guys. Keep it real. All right. Well, thanks for the positive feedback, bud. Yeah. Holy crap. That was very cool. But he probably listened more than one segment. Like, these other people probably listened to one segment and then turned it off. Oh, my God. My my virgin ears. God's going to smite me and send me to hell because I listened. Whatever. Like, (laughs) our download numbers don't lie. We are not for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And, and we're okay with that. We are who we are, and you guys are who you are, and some of these are going to love us, and some of these are going to hate us. Sure. And that's perfectly fine. Well, we said right from the beginning, even if there was only one person listening to the show, we would keep doing it, because mm-hmm. it's important to us that we reach that one person. Right. And I can handle a little bit of ne- negative feedback, because we've gotten some overwhelmingly positive feedback. Well, hell, we changed some people's lives, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was incredible. You know, like, I can handle a couple of assholes talking shit on iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. It means nothing to me. In fact, I could get a thousand of those shitty reviews, and it would mean nothing to me. Because, you know, I still think back of that, that, that woman that, that emailed us saying how, like, 
she was on the brink of suicide and listening to our show, it sort of like got her to thinking about things in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. That made me tear up. You know, those are the people that actually matter. Yep. The 50 bad comments compared to the two people that we actually help. The two people far outweigh those 50 fucking comments. Yeah, absolutely. And like, what was it last month when we got to meet with those fans and go have coffee with them and talk about the show Yep. and you know, hearing, and we laughed for like four and a half hours. <laughs> yep. You know, and like I've gotten, you know, I don't want to make it sound like everybody I talk to thinks we're great. Cause I mean, we've gotten some negative feedback face to face too. And like, I, I take it all in stride, you know, and, like and if, we use it. The thing is we don't just, Oh, well, my butt's hurt. We use <clears> it, construct ourselves differently and, and bring it into our arsenal so we can use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're always open to change and grow. I mean, like that's been one of the biggest byproducts of doing this show is a lot of change and growth. Are we still right. fucked up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will we always be fucked up? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're just, you know, the, the big thing is we want to be better tomorrow than we are today. And we're really fun to have coffee with. Apparently. <laughs> so if you guys are listening on iTunes, please do make your comments, give your ratings, let us know what you think. Yeah, and unlike some other shows, we're not going to, like, ask you to give us a five-star rating. All mm-hmm. I ask, give us an honest rating. Yeah. And if it's a if it's a negative rating, the negative feedback, honestly, like, like, we're talking kind of a bit of shit and being assholes about it, but the negative feedback really is the most valuable to us because that tells us where we need to improve. Right, and how we can grow. So if you've got a problem with the message and you think that it needs tweaking, let us know. And don't call us out, oh, you guys are assholes, or you guys are this, or you guys... Because I can guarantee you, all that shit, we already know. Yeah. Give us constructive negative feedback so we can grow from it. Tell us why you didn't like it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Cool. Anything else to add to that? Uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. This is, and always will be, a politically incorrect version of... The Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees, or its entertainers are in no way comparable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 